have banana bread inside of our oven downstairs. Hi everybody, my name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week we talk about banana bread. Oh, you messed, you cryptozoology? (laughs) Leftover SpaghettiOs. What do you say after cryptozoology? Either urban legends. Urban legends. (laughs) Um, my brother Frank, which is not my brother's real name. True crime sometimes. <laughs> and um, all the mice in the world and how they're laughing at our epidemic or pandemic. <laughs> Anything spooky related. And then I usually say, yep, that's true. Yep, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Each week since Lindsay and I switched, we did a Freaky Friday swap just a second ago. You might remember it. It's literally happened 20 seconds ago. Mm-hmm. We both go somewhere separately. Lindsay will climb a tree and I will climb down a tree into the caves. And then we both <laughs> research a topic separately of one another. And then we reconvene inside of our home. And we discuss what we've researched for the very first time with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to Micro Center, the place where you buy computers. I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to Goodwill, where you put old computers. Good. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) So. I had to go to Micro Center today because the computer, I'd like to, if I can, maybe I'll include some sad music right now. But I had to go to Micro Center this morning out of necessity because my computer that we've been using to record every episode except for this one actually numbered to the bed and passed away. Yeah, it's not a good time for your computer to die right now. That's true because we don't like to talk about this stuff, but... We're both working remotely, and I need the internet, and I need a computer. That's true. And I went there, and people were... There was a dude literally buying six laptops. Well, he's important. And he said, I'm going to stack these up to make one big computer. (laughs) And the guy was like, well, I don't know if that's how it works. And then he went, I know what I'm doing. And then he left Micro Center. I'm going to buy all these because I have five dogs, and they all deserve computers, too. A schnauzer, a golden retriever, a golden doodle, a labradoodle, and a rescue. We're not sure the breed of that one. Oh, we did a DNA test, so we'll be getting that soon. (laughs) And all of them but the mutt. They like playing Stardew Valley, and the one that's a mutt likes playing the one called Spellbound, which is like the Harry Potter Stardew Valley. When is that coming out? I think it's out, but it's not out for PS4. It's just on PC. We need it on PlayStation. We need a PlayStation 4, please. Thank you. Hey, if this is your first time listening to the show, we do not talk about computers and PlayStation. Well, sometimes we do. But we talk about spooky things. For instance, last week, we discussed, you talked about Cordwood Pete, Paul Bunyan's brother. Yes, Splinter Cat. The furry trout. The furry, yeah, the fur-bearing trout. That's right. Which is really cute. Um, Oh, Shaggy Trout. Shaggy Trout Shaggy was Trout. the name of this nickname. Um, also, there was a hoop snake in there. If you find them, you can get $10,000 in a New York bank. I don't know. That sounds... You know what? Huh. That sounds awesome. And I don't <laughs> know why. Well, I can't assume people aren't. But I would like everyone from the BFRO, from MUFON, the Alien Network, the Alien Place, to the stars, anyone, put a price on a cryptid. Hey, if anyone brings literally in a Bigfoot or awesome evidence of a Bigfoot, we'll give you X amount of dollars. Yeah, because you know you would just never give anybody money. But I bet you that would <laughs> that would spike people's creativity and you would get some awesome fake footage. That's true. Or you might finally get the footage that's real that someone's been hoarding, maybe from a trail cam. They've been too scared to like put it out there. But, they are, but they're thinking, oh, well, if, if I get $5,000 for bringing my trail cam big footage, which yeah. is a cool uh, thing I just I did. I like what you did there, yeah. If I bring my big footage into the BFRO or wherever, and I'm going to get 10,000 buckaroos, then 
I'm going to finally let him have it. When to go to the bank, you get $10,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are there any other ones? I'm sure there, there are. Does anybody want to give us money for making up really bad puns? Because I feel like we would make, we can make a living out of that. Well, we could, but I feel like the answer to your question is absolutely not. No yeah. one no one wants to give us money to do that. <laughs> See, when they tell when you when you're little and they tell you you can grow up to be anything, if you say, I want to grow up to just say really bad puns and people to pay me, I think your like teacher might be like, you know, maybe you can't grow up to be anything. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, bud. What else did we talk about last week? We talked about David Bowie flying around in his orbiting space or his orbiting uh rehearsal space in outer space. There was that cool thing that came into frame in a NASA satellite, and it bro- and it borked oh, the satellite. Ezekiel's wheel. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those are just things we talked about last week. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, I am going to talk about something this week. Are you ready, Lindsay? I'm ready. Really quick, I have some very quick pieces of breaking booze. Okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. Five days ago, a 17-year-old from Milwaukee saw a Bigfoot. That's it? Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Was he 17 or was the Bigfoot 17? The Bigfoot was just celebrating his 17th uh, 17th birthday. Yeah. And you could tell because the Bigfoot was wearing one of those party hats and you heard him yell, which the guy had just coincidentally had Google Translate open on his phone. Bigfoot Translate? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It was Squatch and then translated to English and it said... Mm -hmm. Question mark, question mark, 17th birthday, question mark, question mark. And then uh, an ice cream emoji in Google Translate from the Bigfoot, just making the noise. They can make a noise of an ice cream emoji. Their language is extremely complex and it's very difficult for any of us to understand. But I do actually have a small piece, uh, very quick breaking booze about a brand new cryptid that you and I have never talked about. Okay, who is it? The Glimmer Man. Oh, no. What do you think the Glimmer Man is? I like it already. I know you do because you like like sparkles and glimmery (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Like I just imagine like you're in the woods and then you see this bright light and he just comes out fabulous. Yes. And he's just like, here I am ready. I picture the Glimmer Man is a cryptid that's dressed head to toe in either like, what is that? LeMay, that shiny... Like, like spandexy, yeah, or just like something like bright, a, yeah, and just dancing as hard as it can, just popping and locking and dancing super hard, and then you just go, "Hey, what are you doing?" And then it goes, "Oopsie, saw my dance moves," and then bloops away, just bloop, kind of uh, disappears. Now, would he speak English? Like, would he say, "Oopsie, saw my dance moves," or would it like? I would imagine it would come out like when you're underwater and you try to talk, and it's like. But are there so words? Yeah, but you can like vaguely make them out. Oops, looks like you caught me. And then they would <laughs> yeah. go away. Okay, well, I like yours better than what I was going to say. I was going to say whenever the Glimmer Man talked, mm-hmm. it would talk, but it would almost be like sing-songy, like a little bit like, uh, what's the one What's the one guy from the Bee Gees that everyone always talks about? Barry Gibbs. Oh, with the high-pitched voice? It would sound a little bit like Barry Gibbs, but also behind its voice, no one knows how it's doing it, you could hear like a very faint, stereotypical disco beat. <laughs> Oops, looks like you caught me. But you would hear like... <laughs> I like that. That's nice. I like yours way better, though. What if we combined them, though? So water voice... You know what's really hard to do? That. That is really hard to do. Yeah, it is. Okay, can you guess what state the... I'm so glad that we're like a highly educational program. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and I just, I, I guess I just feel like saying this again. If this is your first time listening, get ready to learn a lot. And <laughs> this is, I would say, hands down, probably the smartest show just in general. Mm-hmm. Very intellectual. And we say, get ready for big words. Big words come around minute 15 of the show. Yeah, we're like the David Attenboroughs of of spooky podcasts yeah um you know the group mensa which is like for geniuses and stuff no me either i wouldn't know that (laughs) yeah i've only heard rumors i still don't think it exists has to do with being smart i probably have never heard of (laughs) okay what state did oh so this the glimmer man was observed by a college student now where where in the u.s was the glimmer man Hmm. i'll give you you can ask two questions um, what is the climate usually like? Like, do Warm. they have seasons? 
They have seasons for the most part, but it's mostly warm. Okay. Um, and Second how, question. Make it good. How populated is this area? Ooh, it's popular. I'll give you one bonus question. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's popular. I would say it's more so populated during certain times of the year. Okay, so it's a travel destination. Look at you go, Nancy Drew. Um, is that the is that the one who did the detective stuff, Nancy Drew? Yeah, Nancy yes. Drew. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, one more question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is I mean, it's in the U.S., right? Correct. Yeah, you said that yeah. already. Um, and it's in the forty-eight. It's not Hawaii or Alaska. Okay. So that's a bonus from me to you. Man, I was gonna say Alaska because you know it's super warm there. It's balmy. Yeah. Um, probably in the Arctic Circle. No. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good question. Is what what is the uh what is the the plant life like? The plant life? <laughs> what is the what is the plant life? <laughs> okay. I thought you had all this time to think of such a great question. Okay, yes, no, but I'll think of another how one. How many how many places do you know in the US just by their plant life alone? Okay. <laughs> Well, like, if it was in Ohio, it would be like, oh, a lot of maple trees and okay, that's, pine trees. Okay, but that's a lot of places, though. <sighs> the plant life? Okay, I'm going to answer your question. <laughs> I'm just going to say it because I also don't know anything about- Well, because if it's somewhere in the south that's in the desert, you would say cactus, not a lot okay, of- Okay, well, then let me tell you this. Plant life. Well, you also know it's in the south, though, because I said it's warm and it's a touristy destination. Yeah, but like Texas could... Palm trees. Palm trees. So like Florida. It's Florida. Yeah, <laughs> it is Florida. Wow, okay. what a cool game we just played. See, that was a really good question because all you did was answer what the plant life was and I got it immediately. Okay. <laughs> you know it was a good question. Ask me the plant life again. What's the plant life like? Um, native uh, craspedias are indigenous. Craspedias. <laughs> I don't know. The little billy balls, the little yellow guys. Yeah, I know. They're my favorite, but I just don't know where they go. Neither do I. I just wanted to say Craspedia. Okay. That's all. Okay. Uh, And sometimes after you and I eat food that maybe upsets your stomach, you and I have to make our way to the bathroom quickly because we get Craspedia, where that's my cool new name for diarrhea. (laughs) I'm not amused by your joke. Continue. I want to hear about the Glimmer Man. Okay. Craspedia is what I was saying. So there's a big intro. What a dumb what a dumb show sometimes. <laughs> okay. So well. there's there's a big intro and then the woman goes on to say this. We had a dog named Toby. It was her and a few of her roommates. It was her dog though. Uh golden retriever. We would walk a lot, probably 3 times a week. Anyway, our favorite spot to hike was the Gainesville Hawthorne State Trail. It wasn't that far away and was only 16 miles if you did the whole thing. We only did that one about three times. Most of the time, we would hike around five miles. Beautiful trail with lots of trees covered in Spanish moss. More wildlife, plant life. Georgia. Georgia. But this one's... (laughs) (laughs) Georgia. Somewhere where there's sweet tea. The, The trails are paved and there are bridges, observation decks. The woods are very thick. And you can only see about 35 yards into the woods. On this particular day, me and Toby were about four miles into the trail. It was a weekday around 11 a.m. and there were very few people out. At the time of our encounter, no one was around, just me and Toby. Again, the very cute dog. As we were walking, I was just looking around as we hiked, you know, looking for wildlife, enjoying the sun, Mother Nature, and all of her- Looking for plant life. Looking for plant life, enjoying all of Mother Nature's beauty, when all of a sudden, Toby froze. Now, this sparks my interest because, again, I, I know you and I have talked about it, but when a dog reacts to something- I start to think it's a little bit more credible when it when an yeah. animal reacts. Yeah, but like our dog sometimes barks at absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's true. So I don't. But yeah, I can I can see that alerting you when a dog reacts to something. Yes, same. He saw something and just stood there with his ears perked up. His tail was sticking straight out, and he was staring into the trees. I assumed he saw some birds or something else. So I asked him, "What do you see, Toby?" <laughs> And he responded, I'm not sure yet. Uh, I'll, I'll answer when I get a better grasp on the situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he didn't bark, but I could tell something had caught his attention. While he continued to stare, I started looking in the same direction as he was, trying to see what he was looking at. At this point, Toby's demeanor started to change. His tail went from sticking straight out to now lower between his legs. And he began to whimper and started pulling on the leash. 
I continued to look into the trees, trying to spot whatever was scaring him. And that's when I saw it. It was a giant squirrel, 50 feet tall, and it was here to terrorize every dog on earth. And it said inappropriate things to my dog. You're not smart. Side note, speaking of golden retrievers, have you seen online that puppy with the deformity and it has just one ear on top of its head? No, that sounds cute. I think its name is like Ray or something and it's so cute and it just has an ear right in the top of his head. Well, I love that. And that sounds adorable. It is adorable. And he's a golden retriever, I'm pretty sure. And he's super cute. We've she talk- is super cute. We, we've talked about that other dog before, right? With the tail out of its head? Oh, yeah. What's it called again? <sighs> they were calling it um, Uni- Narwhal. Narwhal. <laughs> I wonder how Narwhal's doing. Hopefully good. I love those do- I love dogs. The story continues. It's very hard to describe, but this thing looked clear, but not quite. It was in the shape of a human, meaning that it had a head, torso, two arms, and two legs, but was see-through. The thing that stood out most were the glowing yellow eyes. As crazy as it sounds, it looked like it was the alien from Predator. It was standing on a large tree branch and hanging by its right arm. Ew. Yeah, that is upsetting and gross. And it was staring directly at me and Toby. It slowly began to crouch down and and tried to hide behind the trunk of a tree. Like it noticed us noticing it. Gross. It tried to hide. Like I said, you could still see portions of it popping out from behind the tree. I was frozen, mesmerized, yada yada. And I guess they just had a stare off for a while. And then, and she and Toby just jogged back to the car quickly and they never saw it ever again. Now, did they name this new cryptid or people have seen this cryptid before? So she like researched and was like, oh, I saw this cryptid too. I don't really know because this is the only story I've heard or that I remember reading about the Glimmer Man. Yeah. The Glimmer Man apparently was also a 1996 movie uh, <laughs> with, uh, what's the one dude? He, um, Steven Seagal was mm-hmm. in it as well. But that's really all I'm finding. Yeah, it was a buddy cop thing. It got a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so, so it was really good. Yeah, it might be up our alley to watch. So I wonder if she named it or if somebody else just named it because they were like, oh, that's weird. That's what it seems like, a glimmer man. I don't really know. I mean, hmm. it's pretty, it's aptly named. I mean, it seems like, of course, Glimmery. you would call it the glimmer man or shiny guy or see th- <laughs> see through steven <laughs> shiny guy didn't fly so <laughs> or uh man. crouchy crouchy thing because it was hiding behind a tree but you could still see parts of it poking out yeah but i mean you would notice the first thing about him is he's kind of see-through yeah and and the yellow eyes but i guess what's more alarming the fact that a humanoid has bright yellow eyes or the fact that a humanoid is kind of see-through and transparent. and Or not not transparent, but see-through, but like wavy looking. Yeah. Like when the heat comes off a road. He's kind of like an uncooked egg. He's kind of like an uncooked egg. So he's like, or they what's are the, like... What's that called? Albumin. What is that? I think that's the white of the egg. I think it's called albumin. But then you think the yellow eyes too, and that's like the yolk. Eggy. Just call it eggy. Eggy. <laughs> I feel like you could come up with a better name than I could. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something excellent, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, eggy works for now. My brain is just scrambled. <laughs> Look at you go with all these. Do you have any other ones? No. Uh, well, I'm going to take a drink of water because I'm poached. I mean, parched. Oh. That wasn't very good. Yeah. I don't know other ways to cook eggs. Poach them, fry them, over easy, over medium. Hard boiled. Hard boiled, soft boiled. Raw. Yeah, just straight up raw egg. So, yeah, apparently this this lady in Florida with her beautiful dog, Toby, saw Eggy hanging hmm. from a tree. And then Eggy tried to hide, which is upsetting. Well, that sucks, though, because <laughs> like, okay, so if you are a cryptid that is kind of see-through and you still have to hide. Yes. Like the only thing cool about you doesn't work. To me, it seems a little bit like... If I saw a cryptid and the cryptid saw me and its first reaction was to hide, yeah. I would think I could probably beat up that cryptid. 
if it's hiding Aww, from me. But what if it's scared of you? Oh, I mean, I wouldn't want to beat it up, but that would make me feel better. I've never to kick been it around. Just to kick it around and let it know who's boss. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this. Ooh, I wonder when you kick it if it acts like an egg or like jelly. Oh, if it like glorps around. Yeah. If like if you would pass right through it or you would get some on your leg. Yeah. Why didn't they call it like jelly legs? I mean, we can call it whatever we want. <laughs> it can be jelly guy, eggy, hmm. slorp. You know, what, whatever you want, really. See-through yellow eyes. Yeah. But I mean, maybe like a little bit shorter of a name. Mm. Um, tall, tall thing, kind of a dude, see-through, but the eyes were yellow. Yeah, that was shorter. Mm-hmm. A lot Something better, like yeah. Well, I also have a little bit to discuss because I found this on Reddit in the subreddit, The Truth Is Out There, mm. which is which I'm very excited about. Which is not a part or a group on Reddit that I'm a part of. No. It's and not. probably never would be. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not surprised that you are. <laughs> Did I, you start this group? Are you the ringleader of this group? No, I started the subreddit called... Um, hey guys, anybody want to be my friend? Talk about <laughs> aliens? <laughs> I started the group Standing Front Flip No Preparation. Oh. So where you can do a front flip without even bending your knees, but it's standing. There's no, there's, there's no prep at all. And there are four members, mm-hmm. me and a couple of other people who I guess are either interested in doing a standing front flip, no prep, or can do one. Okay. I still can't. I'm just interested in the whole phenomenon of it. Yeah. But I wanted to discuss, because I found this uh, topic, what dreams of yours or others have come true or given information that later brought out ideas that spread across humanity? So have you had any dreams that have affected your life or affected the greater good, all people? Prior, like prior to them happening. So, for example, this subreddit gives the story of Paul McCartney having a dream of the song Let It Be. And I guess in his dream, he heard the lyrics and he heard the music and then he wrote it down. But isn't that just having an idea? Yeah, but still in the dream state. There, mm-hmm. there, there are other examples. Um, Dmitry Mendelev, I'm probably butchering the last name, was the person who... I guess, constructed or formulated the periodic table. Okay. And Dimitri had a dream about the periodic table, and then he woke up and wrote it all out just like he saw it in his dream, according to Dimitri. And I have a bunch of other of other stories. <laughs> like this one from the Reddit user Precrasny says, I've dreamt about the concept of an electronic cigarette about 17 to 18 years ago. I had a chamber with oil and everything. I was 12 at the time. I even did a drawing of it, and it's at my what, parents' what house. What twelve-year-old does that? <laughs> I guess this person. What a bad twelve-year-old had a premonition of the e-cig or vaping, vaping in general. Man, he really missed out on that opportunity. Yeah. Uh. He, yes. Yes. Or he, maybe he didn't. Maybe he's like, you know what? I don't want to kill people. Yeah. Great. Which is good. And he was twelve. What are you t- thinking about e-cigarettes before when you're twelve? Another example from a person named Tiptoe Through Life says, I had a friend in college who dreamt two songs and then wrote them out. A year later, they came out. Both of those songs came out by a famous artist. He told me that the concept is out there now and whoever accesses the concept wins first. Uh, What? What is a concept? Just like the whole concept for the song in general. So according to this person, he dreamt up the lyrics and the melody and everything else. But didn't tell anybody. And then I guess later, according to this person, a famous musician wrote those exact same songs. Oh, yeah. That happens to me all the time. Like anything. Chandelier. Anything that Bowie did or Prince. You dreamt before them. Yeah. The Beatles. I wasn't even alive. And I like was a not even a thought. Yeah. And I made all the Beatles songs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't have the rights or anything, but you know. Yeah, a lot of people don't. Because they stole them. (laughs) Um, Someone named Biscuit119, which I think is a very good name, says, I feel like this literally has no merit, but back in 2013, I dreamt that there was a Breaking Bad movie. And I just thought that was very funny. Okay. (laughs) Um, Oh, Lil Corn and Beans, which I think might actually Hmm. be you. No. Lil Corn and Beans? I'm Lil Biscuit and Beans. Okay. (laughs) According to Lil Corn and Beans, they say, apparently that a person who discovered that DNA is in the form of a double helix discovered that through a dream as well. Hmm. Here's one that I liked. And this one is a little bit less 
fanciful, I guess, or like silly in terms of talking about vaping or whatever else. Mm -hmm. From Mental Relief says, I think the weirdest experience I had was when I dreamt my classmate's new address. I wasn't too close to her and had no idea she was moving or that she had moved. But the next day when I asked her if she moved because she had the dream, she told me the exact house number and street I heard in my dream. There is no other way I would have gotten that information from her. That's weird. I think that is weird. See, I, I don't think I've ever dreamt of anything, but I do remember when I was little, I really liked even numbers and I always liked fours and twos. Okay. Anything with fours and twos. I'm still gravitated towards those numbers. Don't know why. But I liked anything with fours and twos. And any time that I played like a little game that was like a guessing game with numbers or like I had to do something with numbers, I always picked something like two or four, 24, 42, you know, anything with twos and fours. Yeah. And I always won. Okay. Like for instance, okay, so me and my cousin went to a carnival and there was a pyramid like thing with little holes in it that had lollipops in it. Okay. And you would pick the lollipops out and you would get to keep it and you got to pick two lollipops. And if you picked one out on the very bottom of the tip where it was like hidden in the hole, mm -hmm. if it was marked in pen, you got extra prizes. You got like a big stuffed animal. It was like a carnival thing. Oh, that's cool. So I remember me and my cousin both had to pick two. And I remember I they had numbers on the top and I picked four and two. And I won both. And she didn't win any. Ah. And then like we were doing something else later at this carnival. And same thing. You had to pick numbers. And I picked a four and a two again. And I won. Look at you go. But then now I'm not lucky anymore. Yeah. You don't think so? Yeah. I mean, I haven't been to a carnival lately. I Maybe it just works at carnivals. It Maybe might. Maybe it doesn't work in the world. It's just at carnivals. You're probably right. That's probably why I have like 42 goldfish. Because I won them at carnival. <laughs> it was my bad carnival. That's joke. why you've. Oh, I get it. I thought that was very funny. Mm, yeah. I like. No, I did. You know, I really appreciate <laughs> your goldfish joke, and I like your goldfish joke. Mm, okay. Have you had like any other dreams that you can remember that you felt like have come true later in life that was not just deja vu that you can vividly remember dreaming about them? I don't think so. Because not that was, I can remember. Like there, there were a lot in the subreddit that were pretty heavy about people passing away, about. Uh, relationships ending about right. all this stuff but i i was i was also trying to think and i don't think i've ever experienced that no i don't think i have either unless i just didn't subconsciously remember or realize that but i don't think so either yeah me either i don't know but i thought it was interesting and there were a lot of good stories on there but i wanted to pick the ones that were a little bit silly yeah and i like the e-cig one and I, mean, I could it just is a weird thing. I could picture a twelve year old being like, guys, I just thought of the coolest new technology <laughs> on earth. It's a cigarette that kinda sorta never goes away, but science doesn't really know if it's like good or bad for you yet. And a lot of people like start doing it because they think it's awesome for you. Yeah. And then in five years from when they do come out, they're gonna realize it's bad. Right. I don't know. I don't know either. Well, that's all I have. Uh Bigfoot's birthday, Glimmer Man, and dreams that turn to real life. Nice. Well, Lindsay, I think it's time you and I do some haunted housekeeping and maybe check on the banana bread that's in the oven. Yes, I can smell it. Me too. It smells very good. It does smell good. And we'll be back. Yeah? Yep. Okay. Well, we will see each and every one of you and we will have probably eaten banana bread in three, two, one. Welcome to the Haunted Housekeeping Zone, and guess what? We have a few things to tell you about, and they're secrets. Hee hee hee. And it's not how to clean your haunted bathroom. It's not. No, these are secrets. Again, these are. this is secret information. If you've made it this far, now you get a whole bunch of secrets. If you would like to find out more about our show, maybe check out some cool new merchandise that Lindsay designed, you can go over to SpookySpousesCast.com, do some scrolling, some looking around, and at the bottom of the page will be some merchandise, which is there for you. Or click the Scavengers Network logo, and it'll take you to all the other great shows on our network. You can get a long sleeve shirt, a short sleeve shirt, a blanket for yourself or your dog, and a coffee mug. And you can put whatever liquid you want inside of it. 
Or if you have a spooky question that you just like cannot survive if you don't ask us, you can call our spooky hotline. You can also text our spooky hotline. We just found this out because we are old and irrelevant. The phone number is 803-816-2667 or the scarier number 803-816-BOOZE, which is what ghosts say. It's very scary. Say you have a question about you have a bunch of rats that you think are actually piloting your skin suit. Maybe you have too many trees in your yard like we do and they're scaring your dog. Or they're just scaring you. And maybe one of those trees you're almost convinced you've thought you've heard say, Hey, come here really quick. Maybe the soap in the shower has started communicating with you. Telepathically? (laughs) If so, you can call or text us and let us know about it. 803-816-2667. We would love to hear from you. We would. We'll give you mediocre advice and hopefully make it better. Yeah, hopefully. Also, if you like hearing us talk, which, you know, is not for everyone, you can (laughs) rate and review our show. You can tell a friend. You can tell an enemy. We love it. We do love it. And it means a lot to us. And we do this for free all the time. We sit in our house and just blabble and blabble. And it would mean a lot to us knowing that it means a lot to you. You can go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Stonker, Crinkry, Blips, Blips Pod. You can go to the grocery store and just tell people how much you love us and then you know that counts as a review right yes that absolutely counts as a review but you have to record yourself talking to a stranger and telling them about our show or it doesn't count it does not count oh okay sorry that's okay (laughs) and as always we want to thank everybody for listening and sticking with us we're lucky to have all of you as our pod buds as our rat boat buddies or our spooky pals Stay spooky. I think the spooky house cleaning is clear. Ours is? Yeah. We're done? We're done. Okay, here's an ad for a podcast that we like. Enjoy. Welcome to Shelly Has Opinions, the podcast where the Chatfield sisters try and get their very shy sister Shelly's opinions on a variety of silly topics. We weigh the pros and cons and laugh along the way. And Shelly likes it. Right, Shelly? I just do my best to try and have an opinion on anything, but it's very hard. Look for new episodes every Tuesday on ShellyHasOpinions.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y HasOpinions.com. Join the Shelly gang. Goodbye. Goodbye. See ya. Welcome back, Glimmerman spectators. I was going to say welcome back, banana bread buddies. <laughs> that works too. But we're, we have banana bread. They don't have banana bread. Well, then let's offer them the metaphorical slice of homemade banana bread. With chocolate chips. and Which with, yes, and it's good and smells nice. It does smell really good in here. Yeah. Well, should I jump into my topic? Uh, I don't know. Is there anything you want to get off your chest before? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean... I don't think so either. Pretty standard day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <Great. laughs> okay, this week I have just some strange things. I always just have some strange things. That's, you know, the premise of our show. Yeah, it is. Mm. A, what, what did we say it was earlier? A cornucopia of weirdness? Did we say that earlier? I think you and I said it in the, when we were literally in the woods together. Yeah, we might have. Yes. Well, Molly was there too. Molly was there too. That's true. She was on, we like to call it an uncharted journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. She was on her uncharted journey, even though it's very charted. Yeah. Because we do the same route. And she knows exactly where to go. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's really not uncharted. It's painfully charted. Yeah. Yes. Well, speaking of painfully charted... I have just some weird stories that kind of happened. Um, I'll jump right into the <laughs> when, first one. When did these happen? Oh, just randomly. Oh, okay. You know. All right. Whenever. I got all these stories from different sites. I didn't write all the sites down, so I'm eh, sorry. Who cares? Okay. Well, the first one I have is these are just odd occurrences that people dealt with. Okay. So a father and son were hunting in the woods, which they normally did. They were deep in the woods waiting for a deer to emerge when they caught sight of a little figure on the ground. Okay. Now, it was about three in the morning and the sun was 12. So the father just kind of 
had them wait because it was really dark out. And they were like, this is really weird that that's a little figure. Is it an animal? What is it? So just as far as we know now in the story, just sort of just a figure in general, some sort of a shape. Just a little figure towards the ground. Okay. So thinking that maybe it was a bunny or something small, he kept looking at it. And then he realized that the silhouette of it kind of looked a little human. Okay. Um, it was, they said it was really far in the distance and it was dark, so they could hardly make it out. But the best they could tell was it looked human-like and that the figure was two to three feet tall. Oh, right. So they watched it for a while and it didn't move. It just stood still in its place. So the father was like, maybe it sees us. Maybe it's scared of us. Like, this is really weird. Okay. So right now, my brain is saying leprechaun (laughs) because I think this episode airs one day before St. Patty's Day and also airs one one day before our friend Dana and Burger Thief's birthday. Yes. So I just have I just have leprechaun on the brain, I guess. But I also think when I was when I was uh writing this down, I think the Jersey Devil is small. The Jersey Devil is kind of small, I think. I think the Jersey Devil is small and kind of human-like. Yeah, I think you're right. So anyways, they watched it for hours. He didn't know what this figure was. They were kind of getting nervous and a little scared that they were deep in the woods and this human two to three feet tall thing like just didn't move ew so daylight started coming about and they were like oh the dad's like we gotta get out of here and he's needed to know what the figure was so he walked over to it someone had just put a lawn gnome deep in the woods (laughs) (laughs) so I think they said they watched it for four hours. Four thinking, hours? Thinking that it was like a cryptid or something really, really creepy. Or a, lepre- a leprechaun. A leprechaun. Well, it was kind of, I mean, are gnomes kind of in the leprechaun family? Uh, They're both little and they're mischievous, whether it's good mischievous or bad. So I would lump them together. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I was going to make a police report and I didn't know what it was, but like some tiny little two foot mythical creature came out of the woods and like stole my plants i'd probably the cop be like well what was it a gnome or a leprechaun I'd be like i don't know it well was the biggest question is what kind of plants because i want to know uh, where you were in the u.s <laughs> it stole all my native indigenous plants which were <laughs> crap speedias and a bunch of mint a bunch of wild mint huh. which i think that could just be ohio okay my next story well, wait what? Really quick. Yeah. Imagine staring at a lawn gnome for four hours in the dark. Okay, great. And you don't know what it is, but then you right. finally find out what it is. Now imagine staring at a lawn gnome for four hours in broad daylight. <laughs> well, you know it's a gnome. Totally different scenario, isn't it? Yeah. It's Still wildly, funny. wildly different. Still funny. How long do you think it would take if you went to, say, just a non-existent neighbor's house and stared at their front lawn at a, at a lawn gnome? Yard gnome. Lawn gnome? Doesn't matter. They call it both, I think. If you stared at it for four hours, how long before you got the cops called on you? Probably within 10 minutes. Yeah, I think so too. That's like a lot. Okay, my next story. A group of friends went hiking in the Carolina mountains. They went far off the main trail and they set up camp. Uh, They were miles from any other people. They pitched their tent. They ate dinner. They were relaxing. They were hanging out by the fire. And suddenly, they kind of heard a bunch of noises all around them. Okay, I hate that. (laughs) So after a few seconds, they after they heard the noises all around them, they kind of all got quiet and they realized that the sound was getting louder and louder. Worse. And it sounded like it was more than one thing. Okay, I... Okay, great. So out of panic, uh, two of the braver friends decided to try to scare whatever was in the woods away. And they started yelling, grabbed a handful of rocks, were kind of chucking it into the woods. Um, One friend took a branch from the fire and was waving it around to try to scare whatever they were hearing because it was really loud and creepy. And all of a sudden it gets quiet and they see a bunch of shiny, like little glowing eyes staring at them. They see a bunch of eye shine? Yes. Oh my gosh, I would be throwing, throwing up. <laughs> it's a bunch of lawn gnomes. I would be throwing up so hard, people would think I was bragging about how hard I could throw up. 
That's, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Okay. So out of pure panic, oh. they all start screaming and running. Um, and finally, someone grabs a flashlight and shines it over there. Apparently, it was just a bunch of mountain ponies that were just eating hay all around them and could care less about them screaming and yelling. I like how casually you just said, oh, it's just a bunch of mountain ponies. <laughs> it was just a bunch of little ponies. What? Okay, well, first of all. Just imagine like my little ponies just eating. Well, yeah, it's very They're cute. cute. <laughs> I was going to say, first of all, what's a mountain pony? But I guess I can kind of put two and two together. Just little ponies, yeah. Second of all, how long, speaking of how long it would take, you know, the, you to get the cops called on you or whatever. I guess I'm really into time in general today. Mm -hmm. How long until you cried tears of joy realizing that there you were surrounded by mountain ponies i mean that would be so fun i would immediately burst into tears but then it would be like funny because you'd be crying because you'd be so excited but then it'd be funny because you're like i was just scared of all these ponies and really they could care less about us and then third and the most important when on earth has anyone ever gotten surrounded by a bunch of mountain-dwelling ponies? I think that's more magical than finding a cryptid. <laughs> I do, too, because you can go pet it. And then I don't know. I, I just don't know who would believe you if you said, hey, we were camping and I literally around our campsite were, I don't know, seven wild mountain ponies. It said dozens. Dozens. Dozens with a Z. So a that's Z. over 24, <laughs> over 20, or maybe 24 minimum mountain ponies. Yeah. That is magical and beautiful. I know. And to think you were so scared throwing rocks. Yeah. I, well, I was going to say I would intimidate him by just flexing as hard as I could. <laughs> okay. So those were kind of my silly ones, but here is a really interesting one that i think you're gonna like okay um this person just went as kh they didn't put their whole name they just wrote kh was camping at the national forest campground in the white mountains of new hampshire one night after his wife and daughter had fallen asleep he was sitting by the fire when he heard a noise <sighs> this was different than a usual bear grunt or ruffling of a deer it was more something sneaking in the trees they immediately grabbed their flashlight and he saw what was in the trees. It was hunched down. It was naked and looked grayish. Oh, you hate to see that. It was muscular and it had really muscular legs, but the legs were backwards. So it was like kind of humanoid, naked, gray, muscular with backwards legs. That sounds like the aliens from the movie Arrival. I've never seen that. I believe it's, a, I think it was Charlie Sheen who was in it, but it's, I think it takes place in Mexico or something where there are these aliens that pose as humans and their legs bend backwards so they can jump really high. How would that make you jump higher? Since their knees go backwards, then they can like spring more. Oh. I mean, I guess you could, if you can bend your knees forwards, you can bend like yeah. the same as backwards. <laughs> Wouldn't it be the same? I well, mean, I don't know a lot about physics, but. I also never said it was a great movie. Okay. <laughs> but that's what I'm, what I'm thinking of is that movie. Well, as soon as he shined the flashlight towards it, it got scared and quickly turned and um, ran down the hill. Gross. He, he didn't want to scare his family. So he kind of went to bed. He said he didn't sleep. But the very next day. He packed everybody up and they left. Good call. So he kind of pondered with this for a while and they always went camping at the same spot every year. So his family wanted uh, to go back the next year. No, pick a, go, go to Disney. <laughs> he didn't want to be like, well, I didn't want to scare you guys. But last year I saw this muscular backward legged thing. <laughs> So he went. Who was nude as well. <laughs> he was nude. Was fully nude. Um, and they went back to the campsite. Everything was fine. Nothing was happening. He just realized, hey, you know what? I think I might have just saw something weird. It's no big deal. And the same thing, his wife and child went to bed and he heard noises again when he was sitting around the fire mm -mm. he said he heard the same noise no. shined the light in that direction and the same creature he saw the year before was there it looked exactly the way he remembered it from the previous year still nude still nude man i ugh. 
But this time, oh, he tried to chase it. Oh, I thought you were going to say this time it was wearing socks, but this time it was... <laughs> <laughs> this time it had knee pads on, but backwards, <laughs> because his legs were backwards. So he immediately jumped up, tried to run towards it. He got within about 20 feet. It jumped backwards and just disappeared. Jumped backwards? Yes. What the heck? So since he actually got within 20 feet of it, he said, at least I know what the height is. And it seemed to be about six to seven feet high if it totally stood up. Okay, that's what he that's what he was mentioning. Not the fact that he was chasing <laughs> it nude in the woods. And he probably how many times do you, like it's, it's kind of impossible not to look at a cryptid's naked butt as it's running away from <laughs> well, you in the, the woods. Maybe the butt wasn't near him. Maybe he didn't see the butt. You had to have seen this Well, he cryptid. jumped backwards, so you saw the front, not the butt. Oh, see? That's, Which I don't know what's worse. I don't know. What's I don't know. Yeah, it's a little upsetting to think about anyway. He it's said just... it was definitely gray. <laughs> it definitely had human features, but more leathery looking skin. And a and a, actually like a kind of cool looking butt. <laughs> a really cool butt. <laughs> Um, its face was very wide, its eyes were big, and they reflected light, but still were jet black like marbles. Oh, that's upsetting to think about. He said the legs were definitely very muscular, but turned backwards. I know exactly what I saw. I swear it was real. And again, I can't stress this enough. The butt was like, <laughs> I, I really wasn't mad what at the butt. What if it didn't have a butt? He didn't even talk about the butt. Yeah, but I feel like that's... You know, maybe maybe it didn't have a butt because you would probably I know I would just legs to torso. Well, I I for sure if someone asked me about this thing or if I was writing a story about it, I would say I know everyone's curious. Yes, it had a giant butt and it was not as upsetting looking as the rest of its body. Yeah. <laughs> but but him not mentioning the butt leads me to believe that maybe... he doesn't want to talk about it because it was disturbing. Or there was no butt. But I would kind of <laughs> go with yours is that it was just a really upsetting looking gray leathery butt. Because if it had no butt, <laughs> what is this? So if it had no butt, uh -huh. you would be like, and it didn't have a butt. Yeah, I guess you would mention it did not have a butt. But if the butt was upsetting, you wouldn't even... then you would be like, you know, I don't have to talk about the butt. You can just assume it had a butt. Like if you were being asked by a cop or wh whoever you're giving the, the report to and yeah. anything, anything else you want to talk about? Did it have a butt at all? Because <laughs> that's the first thing cops ask. Yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm really sorry first. about the mass murder that happened here, but did anybody have a butt? Anyone involved with this thing have a butt at all? <laughs> was anyone here? Did anyone, was anyone here with butt? Oh my gosh. Well, do you want to hear a really cool story that I thought was pretty intriguing? Yeah, I sure do. Okay, I'll tell you then. <laughs> Fine, prove it. Okay, so there was a man named Vincent Brothers. He's not a very good person. I will tell you a little bit about him. But the way that they caught him is probably my favorite way I think anybody has ever been caught for anything bad. So I'm guessing he was a crime person. Yes, he was a crime crime man, crime bad man. Um, So... <laughs> He was, in 2003, he was an elementary school vice principal, and he lived in California. So he flew from California to Ohio. Oh, great. To supposedly visit his brother, but in reality, his trip was his planned alibi. So once he landed in Columbus, Ohio, he rented a car drove back to Bakersfield, California, where he lived. That's a far drive. Yep. Waited for his wife to come home with his three children and his mother-in-law, and he killed all of them. Yuck. Bad person. Then what he did was he drove back to Ohio and acted like nothing ever happened because he had this planned out. Okay. So... Obviously, they would think like, okay, he was in Ohio at the time. There's no reason that he would have done this. So Vincent Brothers was immediately suspected once the bodies were found, but the authorities couldn't arrest him because he was in Ohio. The flight, to, the flight ticket said that he went to Ohio at a certain time. Caught, he rented a car there. 
and records met up with the time that he landed his flight and everything because that's when he got the car. Um, the only thing was that the car's odometer they did look at, but that you can't like the whole justice system. You can't necessarily say because that many miles was on the car that he necessarily drove to California and back to Ohio. So the evidence was there on the odometer, but they couldn't use that because who knows? Like, what if he just drove around for a week? Yeah, if he went to, like, a local track and then just did laps. Right, and, like, that's the thing is, like, what if he just drove around in circles for fun? So you can't use that against him. So what did do him in was that when you drive down the freeway for a long time, your car picks up all sorts of insects. Oh. So it, you know, on the windshield, on your front bumper, underneath your car. So some really smart investigators, um, one of them being Lynn Kimsley, inspected Brother's rental car where she discovered a paper wasp, two species of large true bugs and a type of grasshopper all which are from the western united states which is not in ohio so this is like insect forensics yep wow that's awesome and because they could use this because the rental car place washes the car and details the car after every single person yeah so it couldn't have been like oh, well, that grasshopper was there from a previous renter. And plus, they can tell how old the dead insects are on the car. Totally. So on top of that, there were any lack of butterflies, but a strong presence of moss, which suggested that he had driven on at night from Columbus to Bakersfield, and it completely matched the timeline. So because of the bugs and namely the moths. Yep. They realized that he was being sneaky and a terrible person. So basically that helped them seal the deal for Vincent Brothers' fate. And he was convicted of mass murder. And he is currently sitting on death row. Wow. Like that, you know, that's really cool. But that sucks for him that like, I had such a good alibi and I had it all planned out. And like, (laughs) well, the dang bugs got me. I don't know if that sucks for him. It does suck for him, not for anybody else. Oh, and well, just just because he got caught and he wanted to get away with it. Yeah, like he's probably sits in prison going like, I can't believe they got me because of the bugs. Yeah, but I mean, in his opinion, it sucks. But in everyone else's opinion, in the entire world's opinion, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, okay, great. (laughs) Because I would have never... I would have never thought of oh well yeah if you drive a car then bugs stick to it and there's different bugs in different regions neither would i but that's crazy maybe that's just proof that we're not very smart (laughs) and that we could never do that job but isn't that a wacky story i've never heard that before it is wacky i'm glad he got what was coming to him yeah i'm i i just think that that type of forensics is just so impressive I just think of a bunch of moths dressed up as investigators just laughing and like taking him down, (laughs) writing up their thesis statement about why they think it's him. Or it's like 7,000 moths in the shape of a person going, (laughs) we know how to see if it's him or not. In the little drawings that they do in the court sessions, it's just all moths. and then suits. Yeah. (laughs) And then Vincent Brothers. That'd be great. That's a funny comic. Linz, do you want to take a voicemail from our Haunted Hotline? Yeah, of course I do. Okay. Well, if anyone else wants to call or text our Haunted Hotline, you are more than welcome. The phone number is 803-816-2667. You can call or text, we just found out, any time that you would like. Ready, Linz? Ready. Hey guys, uh, this is Eli, not the one who does music, the other one, uh, down in Georgia, and I have seen some interesting stuff at my apartment complex that I wanted to ask you about. So I walk my dog at night, and uh, there have been a few times when, as I'm getting to my door, I look around just to make sure, you know, coast is clear, and I have seen a raccoon also looking around to make sure the coast is clear just before they go into the sewer. And this has happened about two or three times now. Just a raccoon going up to the sewer, 
looking around to make sure no one's watching, and then going in. And um I've been in Georgia my whole life, and uh, normally raccoons are in trees, so curious to know what you think is going on, if there's some sort of sewer raccoon society at my apartment complex, if they're plotting some sort of raccoon takeover. Uh, starting to get a little concerned about it, just because they are, you know, generally pretty sneaky animals, and just want to know what y'all think. All right. So, uh, yeah, just let me know. Thanks. Well, I think that's odd, and I think there's some... I think you're right. I think there is a raccoon society down there. Like, there's a laboratory. A laboratory? So, you're They're already going... They're making, like, Franken-raccoons. Franken yeah, okay, so, uh, what, Rodenstein is what they're making. Yes, they're making a big... It's made of a bunch of different rodents, though. It's atrocious. It's terrible. So, the... So, Eli, first of all, thank you for calling, and... The type of society that it is, because we're not saying that it might be, it for sure is. Because if it's suspicious behavior enough for you being a Georgia native and having a lot of experiences with raccoons, as you were saying, then let's just say that, yes, it is for sure a raccoon society. But it's a pretty intelligent raccoon society. Do you if, think it's like an eyes wide shut society? Well, I mean, holy smokes. I don't know. I just thought they were building a big rodent Frankenstein. I don't know. They were like... <laughs> doing weird stuff they could stuff. be doing cult stuff they could be doing like think about all the possibilities with a bunch of raccoons put in a put in a sewer possum abilities because i'm sure there are also <laughs> possums down there as well or do you think they fight the possums is it kind of like a twilight thing with the vampires with the werewolves i would like to think that it's every rodent down there and the hierarchy of importance almost mm -hmm. like uh like a cl not class yeah i guess kind of like classes the largest rodents for sure are the ones in charge. So I'm not sure if there are nutria yeah. in Georgia. You know, those gigantic rats. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's some nutria down there, raccoons. There's got to be possums, probably squirrels, probably chipmunks. Hmm. Do you think snakes are down there? I don't think they're snakes. I think it's purely, well, okay. purely mammals. I was hoping the snakes made up the hair. Of the rodent Frankenstein? Yeah. Oh, well, they might. I mean, I so that would be like a rodent Frankenstein with like a Medusa head. Sure. See, I was thinking it was like a patchwork rodent. Like you had two big, powerful, I don't know, raccoon legs and then the body of a possum because it's like gray and easy to see. And then yeah. maybe a, maybe many arms, just Ew. many arms. What if they're not even doing anything spooky at all down there? Like, What if they're just having a town meeting? Now, what would they be having? What would they be discussing at the town meeting? Um, like who gets to raid the bird feeders, the possums or the raccoons? Best trash um, in the neighborhood. Best trash in the neighborhood. <laughs> um, Why is this guy always doing the same thing we are with his dog when he walks his dog? <laughs> is he doing something inside of his apartment? Yeah, they're discussing Eli. Um, birds. Do we like them? Do we not? You know? Yeah, that's a good point. Like they could just be doing, you know, regular raccoon things. Yeah, that's true. But ra yeah, and I guess town hall raccoon thing. So, but important pressing raccoon issues. But then again, like, why would he have to look around and be so secretive about it? Because like nobody is gonna like steal raccoon ideas. So it, I think it might be like an eyes wide shut si like situation. You think so? Yeah, because like they have like a secret. Was society? it wearing a mask? Well, raccoons do. They do oh. have those masks are built in. They're like in. the OG eyes wide shut. Yeah, they're already built in. So by default, no raccoon can tell who another raccoon is fully because they're all wearing masks. So Eli, maybe if you see it again, like whisper Tom Cruise and see if it responds to you. Or whisper the password that Tom Cruise had to say to get into the party. I don't remember the password. Me either, but that... Spoilers, that password was one that was different from everyone else's. Oh, but they yeah, let him in and they caught him. him. So you might have to do a lot of raccoonescence or reconnaissance <laughs> and get to know one of these raccoons or see like maybe when they're eating the trash, if they accidentally leave a bunch of scraps and garbage in the shape or like a series of words that could be the entrance code. Well, I did just find out because Nicole Kidman is in that movie and I did just find out that she likes to eat bugs, like genuinely likes to eat bugs. Yeah. So like maybe Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman just are raccoons and they're going down in the <laughs> sewer. Do like, you think how many celebrities do you think are actually raccoons? 
well, what about this? Oh, no. What if they're not raccoons? What if they're in charge of the raccoons and Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman are in the sewer and they have raccoons sort of as like, you know how the Skeksis and the Dark Crystal have temple bats yeah. or crystal bats and they go and they observe and they come back or like the, the big Gartham creatures. Maybe that's what the raccoons are to Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. They're their Garthams and they go out and report back. Do you think those raccoons are part of like Scientology? No, I just think that they're really nasty and up to no good, and they might steal your dog, Eli, if you're not careful. Yeah. Well, I don't think we've really helped Eli, but like maybe gave him a peace of mind of what this could be. So you can either steer clear of the sewers and just live in perfect harmony with this really suspicious raccoon, or you can get to know them, befriend the raccoons, learn the password, and gain entrance into the sewer society. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to go down there. You could just whisper Tom Cruise at it and then see if it responds. You could, but what if it gets nervous? It's like, how do you how do you know the master's name? Mm. I would would you rather live in harmony with the raccoon and just let it do its own thing, or would you want to gain entrance to the sewer society? I would realistically I'd leave it alone because they carry diseases. Yeah. And I don't want that thing to bite me. I'd want to be part of the sewer society. Of course you would. <laughs> yeah. So you might not hear from me in a while because I'd be yeah. like going through raccoon boot camp. Yeah. What do you think you do at raccoon boot camp? Eat trash and bugs. Oh. <laughs> until okay. until you get number three. And then, then maybe <laughs> you can finally gain uh, access to meeting Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. I think we've really helped. Yeah. I think you have the like eyes wide shut like what georgia sector the georgia chapter yeah yeah mm -hmm. wow how cool is that i mean that's cool just be careful you know we solved the puzzle i think i think we solved this puzzle yeah we usually are not good at solving puzzles but i think this one we got i think we got for sure yeah yeah well eli please how about this eli give it a little bit of time see what happens call us back or if you're not in a place where you can call because you're in the sewer, text us back and let us know what's going on with you and the Raccoon Society. Yeah. Wow, this is exciting. <laughs> well, speaking of exciting, we would like to thank the other Eli, Eli who does music for writing, well, Eli Chambers is his real name, for writing the music you heard at the beginning, the middle, and the end of our show. You can find Eli on social media at Eli who does music. He's gentle, sweet kind and has arms made out of flutes we'd also like to thank everybody part of the scavengers network you can find our podcasts and many other great podcasts on the scavengersnetwork.com um, there's also merchandise there's a patreon where you can get a ton of bonus content check it out yeah you can check out our stuff by going to spookyspousescast.com do some poking and prodding and then, you know, click on the big Scavengers Network logo and check out the rest of the stuff. We'd also like to thank all of our listeners because if you weren't listening to us talking about Eyes Wide Shot Raccoons, then I don't know who else would. <laughs> yeah, you and so I would. So big thank you. You and I would just be bouncing these ideas off each other probably. Yeah, this, yeah, this is definitely true. <laughs> Which I don't know if makes it more or less sad. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. But hey, if you would like to, if you have some time on your hands, why not? Or if you haven't yet, why not go to iTunes or Google or Stitcher or CastBox or anywhere on earth that podcasts are sold or not sold. They're totally free. And rate and review the show or just subscribe to the show or tell a friend or an enemy or your pet. Yeah. Tell your pet all about us. Yeah. Ruff, ruff. Meow. <laughs> Squeak. Squeak or something. Well, until next week, we hope that you have a week where you learn a lot of the a lot of secrets about local rodents in your area. Uh, okay. I hope <laughs> if you have a rodent in your area and you think that it might be part of a secret society, keep your distance. And tomorrow, March 17th is our one of our oldest and dearest friends, well, he is old, but we've known him for a very long time, is Dana, the burger thief who in high school got fired from from McDonald's because he was giving out free food. And happy birthday, Dana. Happy birthday. My sweet prince. My burger stealing buddy. 
Have a great and excellent and safe week, and we will see each and every one of you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Did you just hit record? Nope. Sure you did. Can you just for me just try to say some words that you've just learned today? Oh, you mean for cuz we're recording now? No, we're not recording. What are some what are some words that you really have wanted to say but we're always recording and now that we're not, um, you get the chance to finally just let them let it rip. Uh tree goblins. Okay? Um, mice friends. Okay. Now some of these feel forced and I want you to just really just look within your heart. Just look, look in. How and is that let... mice goblin or I mixed them up. See, that's why they were forced. I, I could tell they weren't organic <laughs> and natural. Look in, let out. Just give me um, one right from the heart. Eyeball ghost. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, I think we're fine. Cool. Okay. I'm going to go to the store i'm gonna go to the laundromat okay bye the scavengers network creator driven community focused treasured content hey eli do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast hey ty that sounds fun do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us nope just you okay will i be on the whole time Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to sidecharacterquest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. (laughs) 